welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media studio in Morgantown, Welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today we're going to visit with Max Knapp. Mac is the owner of Black Bear Capital and a company called Intellispect. Two companies. Max is an entrepreneur and he's based in Ripley, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Jackson County. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. When we first started this podcast project back in 2017, one of the things we set out to do was to encourage and inspire our listeners with positive business stories from right here in the Mountain State. To date, we've produced more than 200 episodes, and Positively West Virginia is now a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of promoting small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. You know, I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people, quite frankly, never get to hear or see hear about or see. Uh, So my my team here at Interaction Media is working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here, come back here, build great companies and organizations right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done too, day in and day out. And I'm convinced we can learn a lot from their experiences and more importantly, their stories. Our guest uh, once again this morning is Max Knapp. He's the owner of Black Bear Capital and Intellispect located in Ripley, West Virginia. Max, thanks for being on the show today. Great to be here, Jim. Again, I'm, I'm a huge fan of your show and, and I, along with your other guests, are very appreciative of, of the spotlight that you're putting on entrepreneurs across our state. So again, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Max. I'm excited to have you on our show to, to learn more about your story. If you don't know Max Knapp, he grew up in Jackson County, West Virginia, where he graduated from Ravenswood High School. Upon graduation, he attended West Virginia Wesleyan College on a golf scholarship and obtained his bachelor's degree in accounting. After finishing at Wesleyan, Max decided to further his education by attending Vanderbilt University's Owen Graduate School of Management, where he received his master's degree in finance. From there, Max had a very successful banking career on Wall Street. In late 2016, Max decided to move back to Charleston, West Virginia, to help advance the state's effort to diversify its economy. Max accepted a role as a portfolio manager in United Bank's Wealth Management Group, where he analyzed and recommended a wide wide range of investment opportunities for high net worth and institutional clients. Since moving back to West Virginia, Max, Max has founded several small businesses in West Virginia and understands the complexities and importance of making commerce work in rural America. He now focuses most of his time on two entrepreneurial ventures that we're going to talk about today, Black Bear Capital, which is a wealth management firm, and Intellispect a fintech software as a service or SaaS company. We invited Max on the show today to talk about his companies, to share his story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into the companies he leads right here in West Virginia. Max, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Well, you covered it very well, Jim. And, and, you know, I think the message that I really want to speak 
today is is kind of about my journey here you know growing up in in rural west virginia small town america yeah. and I, I was kind of always taught to, to get that education and and from a very young age i realized that i wanted to leave the state for whatever reason that stigma was just there as you're seeing now with a lot of young people and that's what i did i thought i was getting that big boy education by moving away and, and working in new york etc um, and then, you know, shortly thereafter, I kind of realized that, look, West Virginia's home. It needs my help. I, I don't want to be part of the problem any longer. Right. And, yeah. and so when I was living in, in Florida um, with my, my most previous role, I kind of had the idea of, of look, uh, West Virginia is struggling. There's a lot of opportunity for young, competent professionals. Um, and, and, you know, I, w I wouldn't have been willing to give up the amount of upside that I had in my previous careers to move back to West Virginia if I didn't believe that. So. You know, since moving back, like like you said, I, I started with United Bank, got some great experience. I was there for about five years. And then up until the, the end of 2020, I, I kind of pushed out on my own just through the experiences that I'd gained over the pre previous 10 years of my career. And so now, um, like you said, I, I've started a company called Black Bear Capital, actually with my brother-in-law, Preston, um, here in Ripley, West Virginia. And then also through my experiences and, and networking, um, I met a gentleman and we, we started a company called Intellispec, which like you said, was was a software as a service company. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's a great, uh, great background on, on how you got started. Max, I'd like to know, you know from your perspective, and, and we're going to kind of do this in two, two segments because I want to know what the 30-second pitch is for Black Bear Capital and then the 30-second pitch for Intellispec. In other words, what is it you tell people you do with both those companies? Yeah, so Black Bear Capital is an independent investment firm. And as a wealth management firm, we're very holistic in our help that we provide for, for people, not just investment advice, but we're looking at their at tax planning, estate planning, financial planning, people that are looking to retire. So again, it's very holistic. And what I think is, is our di differentiator is that we are independent. You know, we're not tied to any bank, no other financial institution, and we're known as what's called a fiduciary. So we have a legal obligation to put our clients' interests ahead of our own. And what you don't see from a lot of uh, organizations and, and the big time investment managers across our, our country is that they're selling commission products, right? Clients should always know that we are going to have their best interests ahead of our own um, mm. because again, we are a fiduciary. So um, that would probably be the, the best description of Blackbird Capital. Yeah, now how about uh, on the other side of the spectrum here with your other company, Intellispect, what do you guys yep. do there? Intellispect is a software that we provide on a subscription basis to financial advisors across the country. And what this software does is it allows financial advisors to prospect for new clients. Hmm. So on a very broad based level, it would be considered a lead generation tool for, for financial advisors. Yeah, that's very cool. We've been hearing a lot about the financial tech or as people call it, FinTech uh, for some time. And we, you know, there's sort of a notion driving around uh, the state of West Virginia that, uh, you know, the fintech is a is a perfect fit for West Virginia. That's absolutely right. I mean, we have the talent here. Um, again, I, I don't think there's there's many industries that couldn't be be done here in West Virginia. But again, fintech is very much remote. Um, and and I, I do think West Virginia is is prime for for fintech emergence, especially with a lot of the players that are now coming into the state. Yeah, that's super cool, man. So thanks for for uh, giving us the rundown on those, uh, you know, those thirty second pitches for both those companies. Max, what would you say is the thing you're most excited about right now? Right now, I think you know what what I find the biggest problem here in West Virginia is for for the emergence of startups is is people. 
And I, I think now we're starting to get a lot of involvement from people outside of the state that you know have ties to West Virginia, and we're really pushing on the movement of the remote worker. And so I, I think that's a really good first step to attracting talented people here to West Virginia. And I, I, I do see a fair amount of traction from that as well, you know, with these programs were incentivizing people to come here. So I'm really excited about what the, the, the state and what other fellow entrepreneurs are doing to get people like myself back to West Virginia. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And, you know, you, obviously one of the main programs is Ascend WV, which is the collaborative through uh, West Virginia University and the uh, uh, and, and the whole, that whole program with um, the Smith family, uh, Brad and Elise Smith. So that's super cool, and, and lots of uh, lots of buzz happening there. So just out of curiosity, Max, you know what what was it that you know you saw in West Virginia? Obviously, you, you know, like you explained there a few minutes ago, you left, you you went to you know work on Wall Street, went to work in Florida, working big, massive companies and big banking institutions. What you know, what did you? What was the draw for you? Well, you know, when I moved away, what I always tell people when I come back here and they ask me about like, you know, what was the best, what was your, the best experience when you were away? Yeah. And honestly, you know, I don't regret the, the, the skill set that I, I developed when I was away, but honestly, what I would say is the biggest strength from my time spent outside of West Virginia is gaining perspective or culture. And so when I was surrounded by these, a lot of A types, a lot of people that are very driven, ambitious, um, you see kind of how their mind operates and, and, and the opportunities that they're looking for, right? And so, yeah. especially when I moved down to Florida, the role that I was in was kind of a, a venture capital, private equity role, where we were looking at businesses, investing in them uh, across the United States to, to make them better. And so, when I was thinking about West Virginia, um, you know, it's not known as a startup state, but what I was thinking was, look, there's a lot of businesses in West Virginia that have been around for a long time, um, that are very stable, secure, that have a lot of opportunity that are simply dying of old age, right? Yeah, so I, yeah. I knew immediately, just given my background and given my skill set, there would be opportunities for me on the entrepreneurial side. So shortly after moving back, I'll just give a, a really quick story. Um, there was a health club that I worked at, worked out at growing up in, in Ripley, and it had been for sale for about two years. Um, and so, you know, just naturally, I looked into it, looked at the financials, did some diligence, and I immediately realized that there was opportunity there. I yeah. mean, this is opportunity that other people in the area and in the state wouldn't see. And, and you know, it's simply because of ignorance or not having that education, right, or that background. And so, you know, I, I knew immediately, just given how it ran, the technology that they used, you could almost flip a switch and make it 25% more profitable, <laughs> right? And, you know, just, just quickly, we, we ended up buying the business for $60,000 less than the real estate was appraised for. And I didn't include the business or the, the equipment. So immediately for me, I knew it was, it was very limited risk that I would be taking. And again, knowing how their memberships worked uh, month to month cash basis by flipping it to an auto recurring system where, you know, as most gyms outside of West Virginia are, like I saw in the New York and the Floridas, um, that was immediately going to, to turn the company like I said, 25% in the other direction. So yeah. I, I ultimately purchased that business, sold it about a month ago. It was a great investment, but that's just a good example of, there's a lot of those type of opportunities here in West Virginia. And, and again, if you're you're a competent professional and you're willing to accept, accept a limited amount of risk, um, hmm. again, I mean, uh, there is no ceiling here for you here in West Virginia. And that's kind of what I saw outside of the city or outside of the state after spending some time and again, around these other people, these other types hmm. of individuals that have that, that similar drive and that similar ambition. That's awesome, man. And, you know, honestly, um, 
you know, if we could bottle that message up and send it to every young person who moved away from West Virginia 10, 15 years ago and encourage them to come back, that would be uh, an incredible story right there. So. That's right. I agree. <laughs> I, 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 I shout it from the mountaintop. It, it's, that's, that's super cool. You know, and, I, and as I'm listening to you talk about that story of the, of the health club that you were describing, you know, I, I see it here, uh, you know, all over north central West Virginia as well. You know, you see these companies that are just kind of aging out like the it may be a, a, a one or two person mom and pop service business, but they're they're, they're ready to, to, to shut down. And what happens most of the time is they just close the doors. That's and right. that might be, you know, it might be, you know, a company that's doing, you know, one to two million dollars in revenue, you know, mm-hmm. 15, 20 percent margin uh, with owner salary and everything. And there may be a way to, to, to keep that business going, keep those jobs that are in place, you know, two or three jobs or whatever. If somebody can come in and just take that thing over and, and run it the right way, you know, not to say that it was mis, misrun or anything like that, but in, injecting new blood, new life into it. And I, I think that there's, you know, I, I, I talk about this all the time, especially on our mastermind show every Friday, but, you know, I feel like there's a, um, there's a lot of ways to be an entrepreneur. You know, you don't have to have, you know, you don't have to be a fintech startup, you know, developing a software platform and have patents and all this kind of stuff. You could, you could start out bootstrapping it. You could start it out with a, you know, a structured buyout of a, a maybe a, a, a business owner who wants to retire, you know, and have that residual income, those kinds of things. You don't even necessarily have to have a lot of capital to get started. I, that's my humble opinion. You know, I know I know the way I started my company 10 years ago. It was just on a, just a shoestring budget, you know, right. and we just made it work. And, and it, uh, uh, you know, I had one of the best pieces of advice I, I ever had was, you know, you know, Jim, do you have an office? No. Great. Do you have a business card? No. Great. Do you have a logo? No. Great. You know what you need before you need a, all that? I said, what? A customer. <laughs> a customer. You got to get a customer first, and, and you know you, you can you get all that other stuff. You can get all the you know the the cool place to you know cool office and all that stuff. But you got to you got to build a company first. Anybody can start a company, but it's hard to hard to really build one. And it looks like you're doing a great job with that. What's you know from Max from your perspective on, on both these companies? What's the geographic markets that you serve? Well, Black Bear Capital, um, just due to regulation in the investment industry for you know for good reason you have to register in each state where you have a customer so we are currently registered in west virginia meaning we can serve the entire population of west virginia uh, we do foresee that going to surrounding states etc but for right now we're, we're kind of just focusing in our demographic from an intel specs perspective given that it is a software our customer base is any investment advisor across the united states so, for example, we have a customer in, in Portland. We have a customer in Philadelphia and Buffalo, New York. Um, we haven't even actually started marketing to any firms in West Virginia. Um, and there's a few reasons for that, but simply because it, there's so much opportunity across the country. Again, we're talking 10,000 different investment advisors across the United States. Wow. Who's going to be the best fit for our product? So yeah. I would just say, broadly speaking, most of North America can be a customer for IntelSpec. Yeah, that's that's super cool, man. Uh, at, at this moment, how many how many employees do you have? With Blackbird Capital, there's two, and the same with IntelSpec. No, oh, very cool, Max. So, how long have you been doing the entrepreneurial journey now, to- total? So, 
since moving back to West Virginia in 2016, my first entrepreneurial venture was the health club that I mentioned, and that was in 2017. So it's it's going on. It's right at four years. All right. And just you know, since moving back, it's kind of continuing to snowball in terms of the opportunity. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, what's what's been your best business moment in those four years? Honestly, um, probably the exit from from the health club. You know, I, I, I'm not taking anything away from what I'm doing now. I've kind of taken the leap of faith. I'm now, like the gym, for instance, was something I did on the side, right, where I could yeah. gain a little bit of income while working. Um, so I did take a leap of faith to start these these companies. But exiting the health club kind of not, not really took a, a weight off my shoulders, but it said, look, I took a risk four years ago, and that risk ultimately paid off. So I think that the biggest adversity from a lot of people – doing something from an entrepreneurial standpoint is that risk, right? You're sure. giving up, maybe you're giving up income, a, a stable income, um, or you're taking on debt like we did. Um, and so that kind of just sits on you. So when we, we exited, it was like, wow, but, you know, this paid off. This is, this is great. So I'll probably have to give that as of now, probably the, the exit. Yeah, that's super cool. I, I love hearing that and that uh, sort of your mindset that, uh, that went into that, you know, it, and it's not, um, you know, I, I feel like, when you're when you're buying a company like that, and then subsequently selling it, you know, preserving the jobs is probably as part of the equation, right? You want to ser- preserve those jobs. You want to make sure that you're keeping and retaining quality people that, to run That's those right. companies. But ultimately, the exit strategy is is an investor is where is where it's at, right? It's the the money is made when you purchase purchase the business, right? Because you get right. you're getting it at a, at a at a great great rate great deal if you will and then your job as the investors to come in and build the the equity of that business back up the margins the the profit uh the you know all those kinds of things the pnl is the is, is, the, right. is what it's all about at that moment and then when you sell it and, and able to, to quote unquote cash in a little bit that's pretty awesome so i love you yes. i love hearing that story and thank you for sharing that and, uh, you know just like just to touch on your point really quickly i, I definitely don't want to take anything away from the journey yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it was four years. It was a first and I gained a ton of experience. <laughs> sure. Like you said, the people again, it's always the people. And the fact that I had never really had direct management experience. I mean, so there were so many lessons that I learned from that experience yeah. um, uh, that, I, that I'm extremely grateful for. I, I love it, man. And, and, and you know, I uh, oftentimes, you know, think about like if I wasn't doing what I, I love my job right now, my, my, my company is, is awesome and I love it. But I often think like that would be a fun thing to do is to, to, to find these companies that are, that are, you know, at their end, end stage, so to speak, like we were just talking about and, and be able to, uh, to, to come in and, and turn them around and save those jobs and, and maybe attract people to come back to West Virginia to run them, you know, those kinds of things. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And that was just kind of neat uh, going down that path with you. Thank you for, for that. From, um, I'm going to flip the switch on the other side of it. Uh, you know, what's been your worst business moment, take us to that place of your worst experience and tell us that story. Sure. Um, it, it would probably also invo- involve the health club. And again, it always comes down to people, you know, having uh, an employee maybe that's underperforming or maybe kind of doing something that uh, probably pushes the bounds of, of legality you know, to where, you know, you do have to let someone go. You know, that's always a, a tough situation where mm. you have, have a difficult conversation with people. And so, you know, ultimately, when you're growing a business, I think, 
your ability to put the right people in the right seats is ultimately yeah. what's going to get you to success. Yeah. And that does involve, you know, kind of removing people along the way. So, yeah. um, just a, a few circumstances like that, which, which we all have, you know, operating a business, um, I would certainly say is, is kind of the, uh, the down moments of, of the journey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's good stuff. Max, I want to take a, a minute just to mention our sponsors. They are the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia on this podcast and this live stream, Positively West Virginia. Our guest today is Max Knapp. He, Mac is, Max is the owner of Black Bear Capital and Intellispect. Uh, he's he's joining us today from Ripley, West Virginia, of course, in Jackson County. Max, I want to jump right back into it. What are What's the vision that you have for Black Bear Capital and Intellispect, respectively, long term? Yep. Okay. There's, I mean, there's a couple of different paths here for each, but mm-hmm. for Black Bear Capital, I see that as, as, as a career business, right? You know, yeah. It's something that we want to grow yeah. uh, to where we have people working in all the different metros in West Virginia, covering Morgantown, Charleston, et cetera. And then even outside of West Virginia through maybe acquisition. So that's a long-term goal. It's something I very much enjoy uh, the business side of uh, kind of boots on the ground sort of business development activity. On the IntelliSpect side, it's very much a, hey, we want to pick up clients. You know, software is very high margin, as as you probably know. And so for us, it's getting us to a point of, of recurring revenue to where we're attractive to maybe a strategic buyer, you know, ultimately there's, mm. there's no reason to, to brush around it. It's, it's kind of, Hey, we picked up and we have a million dollars of recurring revenue. We're now attractive to the, the bigger FinTech players for a potential exit yeah. is, is the way that we see it. It's, it's developing that customer base. So, yeah, I, I, I don't want to put a timetable on it. Um, but that's kind of the ultimate goal there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's uh, that's super cool. Just understanding, you know, how that business dynamic and, and the way that you're speaking about it. Obviously, you have great experience. You have great education. Uh, you know that you've you've been able to pour into yourself. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about that um, that that whole idea of you know building a company. Um, with an exit strategy, how important is it to to do that? I'm, I'm, I think our viewers would be interested in, in knowing your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I mean, what I would say is it definitely doesn't make sense to get ahead of yourself. You know, thinking of an exit before you really have business model down. <laughs> before you get a customer. Um, yeah, right. I, I mean, you kind of in the back of your mind know. Look, ultimately, for the the end life of a business, either you're shutting down you're passing it on to some like an employee or you're going to sell it. And so depending on the type of business, maybe that, that you're going into in this case being software, that's kind of a natural exit for us is, uh, you know, a bigger company that has the distribution, et cetera, they're going to be able to run this company a lot more successfully than we are uh, simply because of their resources. But you know, it, it is very important, especially kind of once you've got your, your feet under you, uh, moving forward and, and depending on what you want to do for the rest of your career, look, if it's something you want to do and continue to grow until until the end, then no. you have some time. But, you know, uh, what I've, I'm starting to find now that I'm at age 31 and these opportunities kind of are coming is, look, I only have so much time. I, no. I can't spread myself too thin. And, you know, ultimately pretty early on, me and my partner with IntelliSpect, we kind of said, look, this is our natural exit here. We think once we get to this point, that will be attractive to a strategic or a financial buyer. So yeah. that to us is kind of how we formulated that. But 
we, we knew going in what the likelihood would be, but it is very important to kind of develop, hey, like for instance, with Black Bear, if, if this isn't something I wanted to do, you know, you would need to find probably an employee or, or another financial firm in the area that may be interested in your book of business. So there's always opportunities there. Hmm. But again, that, that kind of goes back to our conversation about the health club. Look, th these owners had the business for 20 some years. They were at retirement age and they were struggling to find someone to buy it. And yeah. so again, if we were in a market like Charlotte, um, that's much more saturated, much more competitive, I don't think there'd be much of an issue, right? Yeah, so yeah. so it's a different story here in West Virginia, but there's definitely still potential. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. I appreciate that. How do you attract new customers? Um, on the Black Bear side, again, it's, it's very much boots boots on the ground. Relationships? To, it's, well, it's all relationships. Yeah. You know, what I would say about life in general is, is that it's relationships, <laughs> you know, if you could say one thing. But um, this business especially, because you have to build you have to build credibility. You have to build trust. You know, you're 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 talking someone into giving you their life savings. So you know they need to like you. They need to trust you. So it's just working with other centers of influence, like accountants, trying to build up referral partners, etc. Um, so it is very just time intensive, and you you know you got to get out there and meet people and, and be personable. Yeah. And with Intellispect, you know, as as you're much more aware than I am, it's such a digital age out there mm. now, right? I mean, mm. like I said, we're not selling this software. To anyone in West Virginia, I can't. I'm not just going down the street to a bank and, and pitching it to them. Uh, we're getting the word out online, you know, through through paid paid ads, whether that be LinkedIn, Google campaigns, um, social media, etc. So it's it's two different ball games. And and what I could say again, it's just been such a, a really good learning experience, kind of getting that that digital marketing under my belt because previously I had I had relatively zero experience yeah that's good stuff what's uh, max what's one of the biggest challenges you face right now the big biggest challenges um, on the black bear side is just people you know here in West Virginia uh, what I would say is that there's probably not a lot of wealth creation again you don't see a lot of people starting new businesses here in West Virginia that are um, uh, now all of a sudden a millionaire right like you would in maybe the DCs of the world um, so, so it's just population demographics. And then on the Intellispec side, uh, COVID was, was by far the biggest detractor. It kind of started in, at a pretty inopportune time where companies are cutting their budgets, et cetera. So you're kind of fighting that dynamic as well. When you're doing business to business sales, it seems like there's always something, you know, there's always a detractor, uh, from your ability to make a sale on the other end. So it just, hmm. how do I show? the end user that there is value in our service and, and that's just a continual continual refinement absolutely uh, for over quarters i always talk about it in in the in terms of uh, how do you differentiate yourself right and you know there's uh, like you were saying in software there's there's a lot of software competition there's a lot of competition in in the financial services aspect you've got to differentiate differentiate yourself for sure and yeah. uh, i think that's uh, that's good stuff Max, what's one piece of advice you would give to young business owners, entrepreneurs in West Virginia, maybe even somebody who's listening to this out of state and saying, you know, I like Max's story. I, I think I could maybe move back to West Virginia and, and, and do something. What's one piece of advice you would give them? Um, yeah, I hate to sound cliche, but, but you know, grit is by far the most important, mm -hmm. uh, what I would say, quality in an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking to start a business, I, I there's a lot of excuses that people make about West Virginia about not being able to start businesses here. And, and a big one is that they say there's a lack of capital or a lack of funding. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of on the other side of, of the story here. I think there's a perfect amount of capital and funding here 
given how much activity there is, how big the pipeline is. So what I would say to an aspiring entrepreneur is, look, get your idea of, of your product or your service to as far as possible, you know, as far as you can, um, before you think you need some sort of financial assistance yeah. and then take it 10 steps further than that. Mm. Um, because, you know, you may have a good idea, you may have a good concept, but you're not really going to be able to aspire confidence from an investor simply on a concept. Yeah. You need to, you, like you said, you need to acquire a customer. You need to validate <laughs> the fact that someone is willing to pay for your, your good or your service. No um, doubt. You know, so, so, and you just got grit through it. I mean, and that's what I'm trying to say is that, you know, we have a we have basically a nonprofit on every corner of, of the street here in West Virginia, and they all do great work. But what we lack is people that's that's willing to do. So you need to, uh, frankly, you just got to get out there and and again, um, take it as far as you can, and then take it further. Yep, absolutely. You know, I think uh, I'm all for business plans and you know goals and everything. I mean, I right. I, I do all that stuff myself. But but it, it, you know, when it comes when push push comes to shove you you actually have to get out there and do it you know and especially the uh, the risk taker the entrepreneur the person who's putting it on the line right there like you were just talking about there's a lot of uh, satisfaction that comes from that knowing that you, you know at the, when you lay your head on the pillow at night that you, you've basically poured everything you could into right. into this thing and, and you're starting to see that progress and seeing the needle move and maybe being able to hire a person or you know, get your first office space and those kinds of things. And I, I'm kind of a, you know, I, I'm kind of a, um, a, a grassroots entrepreneur, I guess. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't have a lot of money when I started my company and, and I uh, didn't have a, access to capital, quote unquote, right? Like everybody talks about. But what I did have is a de- determination, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to figure out some, how to make something. And you used the word recurring revenue there a, a few minutes ago on the, on the, uh, the FinTech side. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, being able to just figure that out, you know, as an entrepreneur was like, I was like, you know, I remember I had a business partner when I first started and, you know, he like, we'd be in May 25th. That's the date we're recording the show. He'd say, Hey, what's June looking like? I'm like, <laughs> it's only the 25th of May, man. Come on. You know, we're, we're going to be okay. But then once I, we started figuring out, hey, we can have contracts and people with uh, that would help, you know, pay for our services each month. And we started figuring that out. How can we add value? How do we solve people's problems? Uh, then it, it was just like, you know, just a light bulb went off. So I think that uh, your your uh, your your advice uh, to entrepreneurs is, is spot on, man. Thank you and for, for that. You know, one more point on that yeah. with, with IntelliSpec especially. Um, me and my, my co-founder, um, we were in this investment business. And, and so we kind of had this idea, this concept of, of a software that would be really valuable to yeah. other advisors. Sure. And what I would say is if my partner, which is just a very talented individual, um, if he hadn't taught himself how to code, um, just kind of on his own personal <laughs> free time, this idea would be non-existent. Um, you know, uh, we went out great. to agencies and, 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 and developers to see what it would cost to develop it and it was 50 to 100 grand right yeah. and oh, so yeah. us it's just like you know do we spend 50 to 100 thousand dollars on on an idea a concept and take that risk and the answer is, is almost always going to be no yeah. right unless you you have deeper it. pockets and like us so so for us we very much had to bootstrap this idea and uh, you know if he didn't have the skill set this just w- wouldn't have happened yeah and, and when and when you uh, finally have that exit strategy you know you're going to be like, wow, you remember when, 
right? <laughs> we were uh, exactly we were trying right. to figure out how to make this thing work, and we were coding and reading books right. and watching YouTube videos, and that's, that's super cool, man. Yeah. What's one thing you do every day, Max, that you think contributes to your success? Um, I think the ability to focus, especially as an entrepreneur, I try to meditate very regularly. Um, you know, again, having a clear mind, you have to stay disciplined in, in what you do because, again, you don't have anyone above you that's really uh, giving you direction, giving yeah. you timelines, et cetera. And so as an entrepreneur, you, you know, not everyone's built for it. And so I, I just think it's, it's keeping that uh, a level head, understanding that there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be negatives where, you know, you're, you're kind of going to question uh, your decisions. Um, but you just have to stay strong-willed, you yeah. know, and, and I think that's very broad speaking. But, you know, in that's terms good. of actual doing, um, yeah, I, I just think it's healthy to be out there interacting with people as well, especially for my business, that's business great. development, especially or sales. Mm. You know, you need to practice talking to people. I mean, yeah. it, it's in an age now, especially even younger than me, I'm kind of at the, the, the midpoint, but younger than me, you know, these 20-year-olds, uh, they don't know how to talk to people, right? Mm. And so... That is that is an art. That is an art, is what I would say. And and, and the more uh, you're able to develop relationships with people, the more successful you're going to be, whether that's with an employer or mm. as an entrepreneur. That's good stuff, man. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. What's one book, Max, or even a, a podcast that you'd recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs? Um, I think the ten percent entrepreneur. It's by a gentleman named Patrick McGinnis, and that's kind of how I got my start. And basically what it uh, summarized was, look, I have a full-time job, but I am I have an ambition to, to be an entrepreneur. Let's do this from a, a calculated standpoint. Let's start something up that, that may grow to, to be a full-time gig, um, but it kind of dips your foot in the water as well. It's giving you that little bit of experience that you may need. And, yeah. and what I would say is that frankly, to be an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to kind of go above and beyond. So yeah. working your 40 hour a week job, uh, you probably need to be willing to, to spend a little time outside of that if, if you're truly interested in doing something on your own. Mm. And so the 10% entrepreneur kind of teaches a, a formula to getting that done. He, he goes through a lot of case studies That's about awesome. successful entrepreneurs that, that have kind of taken that route. Yeah, we call it the side hustle, right? And uh, exactly. you, you take yep. a little step out there. I always say, you know, you don't have to, to, to become an entrepreneur. There's, like I said, a million ways to do it, but you can also you know, do it as a side hustle. Uh, instead of taking that proverbial leap of faith, you could just take a step of faith. That's right. Yeah, you know, and, and see how it goes. I mean, there's a there's a whole lot of ways. Wh- whether it's a service company or a product company, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. What a great time to be an entrepreneur in America, in West Virginia. Yep. I mean, we have access to an unbelievable opportunities. And I, I just think that's cool. And I don't think that book's been recommended yet, but we'll make sure we get it listed on our resources section at PositivelyWV.com. And folks will be able to just click it and buy it right off of Amazon and have it delivered to their home. So thanks for that, Max. Uh, you know, we've covered a lot in this interview. Uh, we've covered both your companies. Is there anything else you think our listeners should know about your story or about Black Bear Capital or Intellispect? You know, I think we've covered a lot of it. Again, I, I think that there are some, a lot of uncovered opportunities in our state. And I think that's the message, message that needs to get out, especially to the younger demographic, which I know, uh, you know, we're working on culture. It's kind of a, a chicken and egg yeah, uh, yeah. problem here. You know, uh, 
you want to have a rooftop bar in, in your city, but you need the people to support it. So it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> that's an issue we're seeing, but we're starting to attract people. So, you know, what I would say ultimately is that there's opportunity here, especially for young, competent professionals that are willing to accept risk. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I really appreciate that. <clears throat> in closing, Max, how can our listeners learn more about Black Bear Capital and Intellispect and maybe even get in contact with you? What's the best way to do that? Sure. I mean, the best way is, is probably uh, for Black Bear Capital is the website, which is blackbearcapital.co, and our contact information is there. Um, of course, we're willing to have conversations just to, to introduce ourselves and, and let people know what we do. And then with Intellispect, it's, it's, we have a website, which it's very much remote, very much digital, and that website is get.intellispect.co as well. So awesome. um, always open to talking to listeners or, or aspiring entrepreneurs to, to provide a little bit of guidance or advice um, in any way that I can. So I'd be happy to do so. That's super cool, man. We'll make sure we have those both listed on the show notes section and the, uh, the Facebook page as well. Max, it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. I think what you're doing is amazing. I love your story, and uh, it's, it's right in line with what we're trying to do here with Positively West Virginia, and I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work, ma'am. Absolutely. Again, Jim, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on, and I'm excited to continue listening to the show and, and see what other people are doing inside our state. That's yeah, awesome, man. Folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like my my good friend here that I just met, Max Knapp of Black Bear Capital and Intellispect. Our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with his business story, his entrepreneurial journey. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. We appreciate your comments, your encouragement, the reviews on uh, iTunes and, and, and Google and everything. We really appreciate that, guys. And, of course, we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels as well. Be sure to check out our weekly show, The Positively West Virginia Small Business Mastermind, every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state of West Virginia each week to help small business leaders win. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, including our producer today, Mr. Hampton Hill, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.